Today's episode of Better Call Saul is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Head on over to Cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some Cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20 today. Welcome back, everyone. The Daily DVR does Better Call Saul, and we have a very special podcast today. I'm here with Heath and another guest. You have seen him on Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, currently in Dark Winds as well. It's Victor Jeremiah Bitsui has come to talk to us today about his career, his life, his work on this fantastic series of shows Jeremiah, thank you for coming today, and thanks for giving us your time. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for that intro. No problem, man. Um, let's kind of get into you. When we found out we we're going to do this interview, I started internet stalking you and uh, watched a bunch <laughs> of interviews, and I know you have tons of stories, but the one thing that kind of struck me is how like so many actors, you seem to lead a lot of different lives. You're a philanthropist. You own a bunch of companies. I heard an interview. You were opening up a cafe. What's going on in your life? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Oh, thank you. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah, that's 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 correct. I, I um, uh, in my professional career or just kind of getting in into even before that, I guess getting into the arts and in my interest in film and television, uh, you know, I, I grew up in a, a family that um, not unlike a lot of families back on the, the Navajo reservation um, rodeo is like our national sport. And my mom and dad were great at it and I just wasn't meant for it. And uh, so my, my path has been, been quite different and I had the, the luxury of, getting on a show and, and thanks to my parents and their horses, uh, film was coming through our town that, that I grew up in and, and uh, they were looking for horses and I ended up booking a, um, a, a role and that was my first thing. I was hooked. And of course, as a kid, you don't look at things with barriers and, and what you don't have. You just think, Oh, my parents have a little VCR or, or VHS camera. I could do that. And that's pretty much what I did. You know, I started kind of shooting my own Saturday Night Live type spoofs and things that I could do and wrangling other kids and just kind of having fun with it. And then uh, I became uh, uh, SAG Taft-Hartley in my first project, which was uh, uh, my first big project, which was Natural Born Killers. Yeah. And, um, and so then I was really, I was bit by the bug. I was a little older. I knew what it meant. Um we were then in in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, at the time was not, not to do any bad PR on on the city, but it was just a a very tough place, and it was hard. You know, it's hard getting 
you know, you kind of stick out because you do this thing, this acting thing, and not everybody does. And, you know, there's some jealousy and whatnot. So it was, there was resistance. And I, I think for me, I was just really wanting to just do it and make it happen. And of course, I was still a young teenager and um, unofficially booked a role, ended up, you know, getting caught in the business minutia of it. I lost the role broke my heart and I kind of just I just stopped and I was I was 15 years old and you know kind of turned towards partying and you know yeah falling into some of uh, the the bad things that the city had to, to offer and and then you know I, I kind of snapped out of it and decided I wanted to to get into directing and creating film and starting business it, it just hit me and uh you know i lost some friends when i was throughout my my younger years and into uh, my later teens and so i just felt inspired i really wanted to do something i felt like i was given an extra bit at life and so yeah i started my first business at 19 and then um hit it hard moved to california that same summer and uh, Los Angeles, and then in, enrolled in Santa Monica College. Shout out to Santa Monica College, and and that was it. That was my start. <laughs> and um, I wish I could say it was uh, perfect and roses from there. But yeah, there was a lot of lessons learned, failed businesses, uh, startups, restarts, and uh, and then finally to kind of getting into my groove now, which. Um, is re- kind of reintroducing um, the idea of getting getting into directing and producing. And so uh, it's an exciting time. And, and the projects that you mentioned, I, I can't even, you know, believe that I'm, my name is, uh, is synonymous with those, with, with such amazing uh, credits and, and projects. I feel humbled. So, um, and that's all to the team. And it, it's a lot like business, you know, and in, in filmmaking, it's, you you have your core team and you have a um how would you say it i guess like a, a corporate culture you know and that same thing you find that really great filmmakers are wonderful at just kind of insulating their crew and their cast and making everybody feel like one so that's really what i love about it that's the bit the bug that i was bit by and that's what i like to try to do both in business and in film and television Nice. Heath, you got some amazing. Que- you got some questions. Probably you're a fellow actor. Yeah, no, I, I definitely know about the struggle and, and you get these highs, these lows, these highs, these lows. And at, from an acting uh, point of view, Jeremiah, uh, you know, I, I know many actors who just, you know, you, you do a role and you're like, gosh, I hope this is the role that people see me. And then I book work from that. And then it just builds my professional career. Did Breaking Bad do that for you? Or was it a project before that really? Because you get to a point where you do Breaking Bad. I mean, you're on one of the greatest shows of all time. I got to imagine that catapulted your career some. Oh, absolutely. And I think I was, you know, we all fall into the the type, you know, the, the said typecast. And I think at the time it was Hollywood really didn't know where to place me. And it's mm-hmm. so awesome now is that you find on these these dead uh these um uh submissions you see that it's saying um ethnically ambiguous well there was no ethnically ambiguous back when i was i was coming up so um you know to 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 go into rooms i'm i don't know i mean maybe this is a little bit 
maybe it's not necessarily so much of a role, but just that she, the the fact that um, casting directors, uh, you know, like Joe Edna Bolden, and um, and actually Sherry Rhodes are our own, you know, um, for for uh, for our for Breaking Bad, uh, she she passed, but you know, it was going into those rooms and making believers out of the casting directors. And then the casting director is saying, Hey, you know what? Like, let's get creative here, you know? And, and that was really it. Like, you know, uh, when I went in and read the first time, uh, you know, if you, and I may have mentioned this in other uh, interviews, but I went in the first time and met with um, Adam Bernstein and the new iPhone came out. And that was probably much more interesting than my, uh, my audition and I, I joke with him about that but you know I think he already had his mind made up he, he casted a wonderful actress and it was it was it ended up being a female role the thing that I was coming in to read for um, but Sherry Rhodes quick on her feet thinking like hey this guy deserves another shot you know uh, brought me back in and for the role which became Victor but yeah I would have never I would have never guessed that I, I would have never been able to plan that, but I think it's just the Easter eggs for me were all of those little rooms that I'd walk into and it would be like, Hey, Jeremiah, like, you know, we just thought, I know this, this is a female role. We thought you br bring you in and you know, it's a 50, 50 some year old uh, white, white lady, you know, but let's see, let's see what you bring to it. It's like, okay, cool. Same thing, like, hey, this sheriff, it's like, you know, 60 to 70 year old white male. We thought we'd bring you in just to kind of give the director something different to look at. It's like, okay, cool. So I, I thought that was pretty awesome that they would do that. Um, from a directing standpoint, I was like, wow, these that would be cool to, to kind of see something a little different in your day. Um, but for me as an actor, I just thought like, wow, that's 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 a compliment. And I felt very, uh, uh, you know, obligated to keep growing my base of work and doing better. But Breaking Bad, for all intents and purposes, it definitely laid a solid foundation. And I've learned so much, you know, from writing, directing, producing from other actors, you know, the best in business. I mean, it's been uh, there's t t and then the scale that it blew up on was just mm. uh, just epic proportions. You, you, I could never you know, from when I jumped on the show, I, I would have never guessed that that's where I would be going. And with that being said, 12 years later, still, you know, working on, uh, on a, on a show that is, you know, a character that, that I ended up developing and, and loving. And it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. One thing that I realized while doing some research for this interview is that you have appeared in more than double the number of episodes of better call Saul than you did of breaking bad. Yeah. And most people <laughs> yeah. say you're, Victor you're right, from breaking actually, bad, um, but you've yeah. been in more better call Saul episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been back on Saul more than you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and and that's 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 pretty amazing. Again, same thing for uh, for Saul. I, I never when I heard they were doing it, I was like, great, that's awesome. You know, the the gang's back together again. But I never thought at all that I'd be, you know, that they'd be bringing me in for seventeen plus episodes. Like it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was just watching the last episode on Monday, 
and I, and you were like telling Kim, listen to Gus. And I was like, there he is. Dude. <laughs> um, one thing that you also mentioned, I heard another interview, which I thought was interesting is you've never shot a gun or killed anyone on either show. Uh, is that still correct? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I shot Nacho on Better Call Saul. Oh, but yeah, up until a certain point, it yeah. was like I was getting like, "Oh, you're the scariest guy on," you know, like you're. I, I hated your character. Like he was so scary and all this <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, Victor never even he never even heard a fly on that show. Maybe put a gun in Jesse's face. Like maybe he, yeah. you know, was a little rough here and there. But you know, actually as it's scripted and what we see, of course, now we know, you know, he's was up to all different types of things and, and, uh, was very, had a very cold blooded streak, but yeah, no, I was, <laughs> that's the funny part is like, it was, it was all looks. It wasn't, um, it nefarious or, or deviant actions. Yeah. Well, that just, that's, I mean, I, I think when I heard you say that, uh, another, I was like, that, that, that's a nod to great acting that you're, you know, it's you have a presence to you. Heath and I talk a lot about actors, of course, and we're podcasting. And there's just some people who know how to have a presence on camera that know when that red light is on and mm. are able to project out of their skin almost. You know, it's like a kind of glow that they can have. And you definitely have that. There's a presence there that speaks 100%. yeah and i think that's why a lot of people think like that you were a much larger part of breaking bad but you're actually a larger part of better call saul and i think that's True. just like the presence was there and it carries throughout we think of the original speaking of nacho this season we saw nacho die of oh, course yeah. and you're in oh, that yeah. scene do you have any can you tell us a little bit about that day of shooting how it was because i mean that goes that's like a, a for both shows that was like such a pivotal and emotional moment yeah yeah truly i mean i think it was uh, you know it was multifaceted i mean i know i was coming down to some of my last episodes so to see and, and Michael Mando and I, we, we became friends, you know, and, and big props to him in that, in that scene, which was, you know, what I consider definitely Emmy worthy. And, and it's so hard. I could imagine like how a show like better call Saul has to pick their horse and be like, Hey, the, you know, we're going to, these are going to be our guys or, you know, these are who we're putting up and, and then someone else having to, of course, uh, on the Emmy side, having to pick, uh, with that being said, I mean, just on the day, that particular scene, um, there was a lot there, you know, uh, besides being hot and a hundred plus degree weather with a bomber jacket on, you know, our <laughs> usual. And, um, and then of course, like gusts of dust coming through and blowing into our eyes and our mouth. And then, you know, next thing you know, we're getting hit by rain and it's just, it's, it's crazy. You don't know what you're going to get hit by on, uh, on some of those locations, but I just remember feeling like very, it, it was a weird, it was a weird thing because there was a rough day that he, that, that he had. And I, I kind of sensed it and, and I gave him just the shard off the ground, which was a, just a, a really r like jagged piece of metal. And I just gave it to him. And this was maybe a season three or f uh, maybe four or five. Like, so, but anyways, I, 
I, I just I just gave it to him. I could tell him he needed something. And and he just like he was very emotional about that. And and, uh, you know, that that kind of took our, our friendship to another level. But I, I spooked myself when I ended up reading that episode because I was like, wow, <laughs> like, you know, that that jagged piece of glass. It, it just kind of took me to that. I know he's, he felt the same way. Mm. Um, but that was our last episode together. And, you know, on camera, it looks like we hate each other's guts <laughs> and we, we play with it. You know, we make it uh, we make it make it look real. Uh, one of the lines. But, um, you know, it, we just have fun. You know, we get out there and play and, you know, everyone's kind of a big kid and they no one takes themselves too, too serious. And they all want to make this thing as good as they can. But, yeah, that scene was was epic. And and uh, and then this last episode eight was was pretty was just as, as epic. The parts mm-hmm. that I was in. Yeah, man, definitely. So I've heard you describe and so many other people on this show that being on it is like a film school and being as though you have other aspirations that are doing so many other things. What are the things that you've learned the most from being on set for Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad? Oh, for sure. By, by, By all means, without a doubt, um definitely the 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 aspect of of how they put people first and how you create that as a culture you know i think that's just that's huge you know in remaining loyal to people and 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 being inclusive i mean i just think like how much of a luxury it is to have some of these side conversations and get someone's ear and they're actually listening. And then you see that those conversations have an impact on the overall show. It's like, they're not going to, with draft one thinking we've created the best thing ever. You know, it, it's, this is it. This is it. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's a work and we're all going to mold it together in each of our hands are going to have a little print and make a different indention. And that's what's needed. And then, you know, you come up with the final, the final product and, and it's a piece of all of us that we've kind of poured in and, and we've had a chance to put our, our hand, handprint on. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. It, it definitely comes across. Are, you live in Albuquerque currently, right? Currently, yeah, I go between yeah we we uh, go between uh, Albuquerque and Atlanta. So okay, yeah. how do do you is there? I kind of feel like if I went there, I'd like run into all these people that are associated with the show. Is it really like that? I feel like it's like they kind of in the same way that like Peter Jackson did, like created a whole film industry in New Zealand with the Lord of the Rings stuff. It's like they really created kind of a. Uh, a real community there. Do how often are you interacting with that community? Oh yeah. I mean the crew it's, you know, on off season, depending like this last season was almost a year. So the most, most of the people that I know they're done and they're, they're, they're taking a little break right now, you know, which is much needed. Um, you know, some of them I know would, would, take off a little time and take a break while on the show but being on a show for a year that's that's quite something so i you know we have a tremendous cast and i know everyone was trying to put in as much as they could and and stick it out and really 
and make it last. And I know from what I heard and I, I missed the rap party, but I just, I, I know that it was just a lot of, um, you know, there, there was just a lot of uh, tears of, of joy and, course people are going to miss each other but you know the cool thing is you'll see each other on the next the next project and and i hope that that kind of builds in new mexico as a, a solid base of crew and and more actors because that's you know that that's also a drawing factor above and beyond any tax credits or rebates or uh, money offered that's that makes a difference too how strong is your your labor pool right on so jeremiah uh I know you, you had mentioned you, you want to do some directing, producing. Do you, are, are you, are you a writer? Are you currently writing, developing projects or you got something in the pipeline with a business partner? What are some of your non-spoilery things you could tell us that you're up to? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think writing has always been something that's helped me as, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know how, how great I am at it, but it helps me as a storyteller to kind of understand and have respect for, you know, the guys that are actually like really, really good. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I think writing is something that I'm always, I'm always trying to improve and understand and further and better. And even if it's something that, you know, who knows if, if uh, where, wherever that goes. Um, but I, I think on my side, the, the part of, of directing and having an understanding of and being able to communicate some of the creative ideas and push the narrative along, you know, and, and have it in your head to where you can, you know, keep it moldable and changeable. And, and all of these lessons that, like I said, that I learned from some of these really great shows, um, putting that into practice and into use. And, um, you know, my day-to-day, you know, I, I, I'm a, in business and that really helps, I think, in terms of understanding the business elements, because they're, they're a lot different than, than most production type businesses, you know, there's, um, and so, yeah, I would say that, you know, part of, part of what I'm putting in my time on in terms of the development is on the producing end, uh, and then equally on, on the directing end. But I, I think honestly, it's like having a family, you know, if I get to do a film, uh, director film every, uh, let's say every five years, that would be an amazing thing. And I'm, I'm set to do my first uh, either come end of the year, beginning of next year. And I can't really talk too much in detail, but right. that's exciting, <laughs> you know. That's awesome. Um, Congratulations, what man. what I see and what I know is that that's also a huge investment, you know, in terms of time and energy and time away from the family and and you know i mean you're on set yeah 16 18 hour days or whatever and and then you're turning right back around and you're the guy that you can't go anywhere it's not like you could hey guys i need to go i need to take a break for a few hours i'm gonna sit in my trailer you know you're the guy that's sitting there watching everything so that, that's where i think i have a little bit more perspective versus when i was younger mm-hmm. yeah it's funny because I, I i know exactly what you're saying because i uh, last summer, uh, produce and start in my first feature. And, but the amount, it was like two years. And then we were working on it a year and then COVID hit. And then, uh. you know, just producing a film. And then finally during uh, 2021, getting it shot. And then now we're, we're still in post production because we had to get a new editor. But like you, 
you going through saying, you know, you're close to directing your, I know exactly what you're going to go through. And it's a, it's a, like, you're right. It's a hell of a lot of work, but it's so rewarding. Um, and, and like, you have the same, you have an amazing personality and, and work ethic and drive that I have no doubt you're going to be amazing as a director working with people. Cause really you're a leader among many once you take, take that director's or producer's hat. So we just want to extend all the you know best wishes with that. We know you'll you'll make a kick-ass film and uh, just you know keep going with what you're doing, man. We're really impressed with you, and uh, we're going to be following you now religiously because you're such a great guy <laughs> and uh, you, you kick ass as Victor, my man. So I just oh. I just wanted to give you give you some uh, support in that and that we're behind you, brother. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that truly. That means a lot. Yeah, well, with that, we don't want to take up too much of your time. We appreciate you chatting with us today. Uh, is there anything you want to leave us with? Anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I, I guess uh, lastly, it would just be, you know, the, the other show that I actually, when I ended um, my work on Saul, I went over to another show called Dark. Yeah. And, and we're yep. showing currently on AMC. Um, so it was kind of nice on the hiatus in between, uh, part one and part two of Saul, uh, you know, of the season currently, um, we were able to, um, we, we did, we screened, uh, six episodes and then it got renewed for a second season. So really excited, you know, hopefully, uh, everyone could, could check it out, take a look. Um, that's something that I'm very proud of and, and put a lot of great work into. And uh, that was my first uh, lead series regular role. So I was pretty, uh, pretty happy with that. Yeah. Congrats on that, man. That's awesome. Fantastic. And on, on that show, if I'm not mistaken, don't you have a twin? Um, I play a twin. Yeah, a twin. And it's confusing because it's a twin that's trying to without any too minute too much spoiling the first episode. It, it's a it's a twin that's playing his twin brother at, at certain points. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, that's that's like the, it, it, you're like into it, the mirror two characters, stuff, man. but yeah. the <laughs> the brother that he's playing doesn't show in this current season. Right. Cause that make that's, that's, it's like the way they bring you back for better call Saul and it's in reverse. And then you get another role in your twin. So you're like, you're getting opportunities everywhere, <laughs> no. man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like, that's, that's the kind of roles you want that. Like if something happens to the character, like, hell, we'll just go backwards or Hey, I'm a twin, you know, like that's, yeah, that's exactly. great. <laughs> exactly i got a i got a little uh i got a second life yeah that's awesome well jeremiah thanks again for coming on we really appreciate your time um we wish you luck with all your endeavors and also thanks for for giving us a piece of yourself on these great shows and we you know we're we're an appreciation of you and uh and your work so thanks again oh, thank you guys thank you so much I well, appreciate it, man. Take care. All right.